Welcome back to the Unrecruited Podcast. This is Chris Pettit with Jason Brown and Vance Lynch. On this episode, we will discuss baseball just prior to the start of the season, including a short fantasy baseball season, how teams may approach the new extra innings rules, and how I would be approaching this season if I were still playing baseball. Enjoy. So, Chris... I know we talked about this a little earlier, but give me your take on the extra innings uh, deal on uh, what teams should do um, with a with a runner starting on second base and nobody up. You're talking about offense, right? Well, there's going to be a team on offense and a team on defense. So, what should the offense so we'll go, do? So we'll go with both. <laughs> okay. If I think we're talking about hitting, so that you're putting a person on second base, you're you should be bunting, in my opinion. I am not looking at the analytics. I don't know what they would say. I'd be interested to see what they would say. But I'm, I would. I'm pretty sure they say don't say bunt. How many? Yeah, how many bunt. teams bunt right now? Not many. None. None. Bad. Bad teams bunt. So you think they say don't bunt? I think the analytics would be. This is about the closest situation. So nobody out runner on second base. The analytics is the closest to fifty fifty on bunt or not. I know that. I just don't know what they would say. In this situation, I think if you're the if you're the team, so if you're the road team, so you're up first, you probably should bunt to get the run. But I guess if, as the home team, you know what you need to do. So if you need one run, yeah, you should probably bunt. So that's the thing. This is different. This is probably an unanalyzed. Like I mean, it's, I'm sure it's analyzed, no, I, but but through the course of the game, through the course of the game, you're really not supposed to bunt because you're trying to score the most runs as you can. But as it gets closer to the end of the game, it that one run matters a lot more. But well, that's a good point. So, in extra innings, if both teams get to start at second, like wouldn't you rather try and take a shot with a two-run homer? Maybe if you're up in the top of the inning, you want to put up as many runs as possible. That's the other argument, I guess. If you're the so home Vance's team, you know you only need one. Uh, Vance's what point is, is that his point about the pure numbers and when they when you look at them and saying what is the of the most value right because your point is over the course of a game bunting is not advantageous because if you bunt you're playing for one run if you don't bunt you're playing for multiple runs and in the second and no outs you should not bunt per the per the numbers because if you don't bunt you have a better chance to get two three four runs then you do to just get one. But if you bunt and let sacrifice, obviously give yourself up more than likely you're at a lower number because you kind of get on one more often. But in so, extra innings, so, that's a different mindset. So if you're, so say you're the home, say you're the, you are the road team on defense. You don't score a run in the first inning. And now you're on. Now you're playing. Now you're you're trying to get the other team out. I don't know what the hell I'm blanking on this. You're on defense, and uh, you're the visitors. You're the visitor. Yeah, you're the road (laughs) team. You're the visitors. Whatever. So, so should you? um, Are you walking the guy? Are you are you intentionally walking the guy that's up first to put runners on first and second? Yes, in that scenario, I think you absolutely do because you you need that double play you're going to chance it and it's not worth bringing the outfield in or whatever you need to do completely 
to uh because that because that because that guy doesn't that run doesn't matter obviously right. but i guess it kind of might matter so is you're saying or, you're saying are you why am i walking the bases loaded is that the question no first no, and second you, first and second so there's a because they're starting with a runner on second base yeah and nobody so else. so uh the interesting question that is a good question like am i walking the guy um i'm probably not walking the guy because you don't want to put in I still don't think it probably benefits you, especially from analytics, to put an extra guy on base. It obviously depends who it is. If, if but that, I, but that you know, run doesn't, but that run doesn't matter. Stop it doesn't matter. Baseball. Stop playing minor league baseball, Chris. These guys <laughs> throw strikes, man. Big leaguers throw strikes. No, it's nothing to do with throwing strikes. No, <laughs> it does have something to do with throwing strikes because in well, high school baseball, I'm unlikely to put I'm unlikely to put a guy on because I'm worried about my pitcher not being able to. You See, that's where you're you're not playing the game. It, all, you don't have to throw the ball to put the guy on. You just point to first base. No, no, no. I mean, I don't want to have an extra guy on base already. So then all my pitchers got to do is walk two guys to score for a run to score. At least I got an extra base open. I'm not concerned about, I'm not at zero concerned about the guy walking the The, the theory of putting a guy on first base is so you get double play, right? Or you, get yeah, play, yeah. You, make, you create the force out, right? So you create the force out or you get double play. The other theory is you let them go, and if you just see if they're going to hit, maybe they hit into something where it doesn't matter. And then if you if they do bunt and the guy gets the third, then you definitely put the next two guys on. Right. Because yeah, a lot of you make a base out of scenarios. And, and, and I think that that's the argument for that's the argument against bunting, um, which is in well, I guess. I guess that's the hard thing to do because you. I, the only argument against bunting is you give up an out, and the runner's already in scoring position. Yeah, that's but the the, but the outfield's playing in at that point. When you start the inning and there's a runner on second, the outfield's playing in already, and it's the winning run. No, it's, well, I, I just mean I'm just talking about in general, like it because I guess there's different strategies if you're the if you're on defense and you're the home team versus road team. But our, I mean, our it all depends on the situation, ball, right? That's a whole separate conversation, right? Even with the, the bases loaded, like, are they going to be looking to get a fly ball in the outfield, or is somebody still going to try and crush like a walk off grand slam? Uh, you know, well, I think I think my bases loaded approach is always the same. Yours is, Which but is what? big leaguers aren't the same. Like, how many times is there a runner on third with nobody out and they can't score the run? The percentage is like twenty percent. It's crazy. Twenty percent they yeah, don't score. Yeah. That, that's because yeah. pitchers are good. I mean, I understand pitchers are good, but but you still have the same approach. The you have the, in my opinion, you have the same approach. It's the same at bat, but you just you go up there with a plan and you try to execute on that plan. Like it's just not a. I, I don't feel like it's anything different. Am I wrong? I guess here? I guess what I really come down to is it probably, and this is where managers will come into play, right? Because this is a completely different management scenario than most managers ever have to think about and you gotta think about it every once in a while but now i mean there's a lot of extra games in baseball right so they're gonna come up and they're gonna say okay let me look at my numbers because you got a guy on second base he's probably the last out or whatever you want to call it uh from the previous inning so he's on second base you know what your next let's say six hitters are because that's that's your whole game and especially if you're like the second to go, if you're the home team. So you got six hitters, right? So you got a guy on second, I got maybe five hitters. You got a guy on second, you got the guy who's going to be up first. And then you play it out. Is, you know, when is Mike Trout up? Is he up second? 
Because if he's up second, he's getting walked regardless. So the first guy should try and hit him in. And if he, you know, is he at first, he's hitting. If he's, is he out third? Okay, well, he's, he might get walked. Is he fourth is probably, you know, just thinking about this, fourth is probably the right scenario for the best, where you want your best hitter in that scenario because the first guy you have him bunt in that, if that's your best hitter is fourth. Now, if your best hitter is not fourth, then you have a different decision to make. But it's all about where the RBI guys are. And if Mike Trout's even going to play, he hasn't decided. That's fine, but you got you got Albert in there. Who's Albert's going to get 100 RBIs regardless? So if, if you want to talk about someone who knows how to get somebody in, like yeah, everyone, I don't. The analytics are not uh, not favorable to to Pujols. I understand that, but the analytics are not watching the ball game. The guy's got 100 RBIs. You who do you want up with a guy in scoring? Like, hey, he knows, he knows how to score runs. Rendon, yes. I want Rendon. <laughs> Rendon, Rendon does the same. Well, over uh, against, uh, but like you're gonna not want Pujols up with a guy in scoring position because the analytics say he's one of the least favorite game. That's completely false. I, I certainly, I don't know that I want him up with bases loaded and one out. Yeah, why? I, Maybe it's an adult play. Yeah. I'm good with him. I'm good with him up runner on third. Less than runner on third, one out. He's a great candidate. He's a great candidate to have at the plate. I'm good with that. I'm good with that that scenario. And you know, he's not too many ground, not too many ground balls either. Who do you want at the plate? Uh, Bases loaded, one out. Would you rather have Pools or Altuve at the plate? Right now, Altuve. Today. Today, Altuve. They're pretty close. I, I would take Bregman though. Give me Bregman all day. I didn't offer that. <laughs> or I didn't say I didn't say, me, I didn't say that they get to know what's coming either. I, I mean I need in a fair ball game. Gimme give gimme give you league or you, you're telling me that Pools never knows what's coming? <laughs> Only because he's smart enough to know, but U <laughs> League is definitely not smart enough to know. <laughs> I right, give me Yuli all day though. That guy will make, that guy will make it happen. That's another guy who doesn't strike out. Regardless of what's coming, it's not it's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> I don't. Know, that's not even going to be a maybe. Topic maybe spot. Altuve. Maybe Altuve <laughs> knowing what's coming hit, gets him to hit in a more double plays because he's crushing the ball right at the shortstop because he just barely missed it, but he still smashed the ball, so he didn't do double play. Okay. Yeah. And are they going to keep the same like pitcher rule changes and stuff where they got to face three batters? I haven't seen anything about it. I, I would guess I, they probably will. They have extra guys. That's going to be tricky. Because I feel like in that extra inning, you're going to want to play strategy more than anything. And so, like you said, Chris, it's going to be a matter of, of seeing what hitters are coming up and kind of throwing your pitcher out there based on the hitters that are coming up. Managing is getting more important. Yeah. The good news is A.J. Hinch is only getting suspended 60 games, right, fans? That's true now. He's only going to miss 60. Someone will hire him. 100%. I would hire him. Yeah. He's probably yeah. top five manager in baseball. He was, it was not his, uh, he was not the one driving the bus. Oh, no. He just didn't know how to, he just, I guess, wasn't a Could big enough leader it. to stop it. Yeah. Nobody wanted to, and maybe to he, mess with Beltran. Maybe he just didn't know how. It's one of those situations like, I don't know, yeah. in it. 
what can you really do sometimes? <laughs> yeah, player. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, maybe he felt like he couldn't. Maybe he felt like he couldn't completely stop it. Although they did make comments that they would have stopped if he would have said something. But yeah, right. I don't know. That's very <laughs> doubtful. I, I got some employees that would say the same thing too. It's all hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> that's always that's always what they would say, right? Oh, if you would have yeah. said something, I probably wouldn't have been doing that. I, I wouldn't have done that. I, I didn't know it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is all alleged. Like I, I don't really think they were cheating. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? You don't believe that what they said to the commissioner was true? No. It was, they were just, they were just lying. Something bigger was going on and they didn't want to, they were, they were good with what happened. They were good with what they got caught for. They got a light punishment and so did the Red Sox. Yeah. And Cora, Cora double dipped and got very light. What do you mean he double dipped? He was with the Astros and the Red Sox. He just did the same thing twice. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know about double dip, but yeah. What about Beltron? Yeah. I mean, Beltron couldn't even manage a game, right? <laughs> he got hired and yeah, fired did he before really? he started. No, he, he quit. He resigned. I think. No, I think they let him go. So, so do you think Beltran had all the pitches when he went on that tear in the playoffs for the Astros way back when? No. In 2005? No, Remember no. that crazy tear? Yeah, in 2005. Yeah, when he needed all his money. No, no, no. He got the big contract. Oh, that, that was the White Sox here. That was 2004. No, no, no. They, they didn't. When Beltran was on the team, they did not make it to the World Series. That was the year before. You're talking about the year he had a huge year and he was in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but he that was only for two series. They won one and then they lost, right? I'm not sure. But no, I do not. When Pujols hit sure, the moon ball off Lidge. Had it. When, yeah, Pujols ruined Brad Lidge's career. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, I don't so think he was. I don't think he had the. Uh, I mean, he may have had the pitches on some natural way that he got yeah. pitches, but he wasn't. He wasn't cheating, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was good. He's good at that. He's good at that. Anyway. Well, I think the only reason that's, that that's this what it stems from. This yeah. the reason this cheating came up is because they had the replay boost. If there wasn't replay boost, I don't, I don't know how how much different it would have been. So when I was playing, you could go. You take your at bat. And you could go back after a bat, go down, um, just go in the tunnel. And there was usually a, um, a video, like a video guy, and you could go watch your bat. And it was not, you know, obviously, it was, I mean, I'd go watch that bat I just had, you know, while the next guy's up. It wasn't, right. it wasn't live, but obviously he was watching it live while he was just hitting, I guess he'd be hitting record and then. He saved the clip of yours, and you can fast forward it while he's still recording the next guy. And I just use it more for, hey, was that a was that a ball or a strike? Like, I'm pretty sure. How much? How much did that stuff like? Do you feel like helped you? Like, how much of a better hitter did you become? Like, looking well, at all that stuff and and getting into the analytics and getting into. I mean, I don't know how deep you ever got in any of that and where the league was when you were in it. The lead was not in the analytics stage when I was in it. So I think that would have benefited me actually because I, there's two, two sides that I think the analytics are good, but I think you have to understand how to use them. And I think that for me, it would have been beneficial, but the, the video was making a lot of strides. And so I saw the video 
what I would use it for is more of this validation or not of what you're seeing when you're in the uh, in the box. Because sometimes you're like, man, that that ball must have been way out. You go back and it might have been a strike, you know. And then you're like, mm-hmm. then you're like, wow, I really need to, you know, work on something. But more often than not, it, it was, hey, that ball was. I'm pretty sure that ball was way out. Let me see. Uh, it was a ball. And then you go out and you go look at the video and you're like, wow, that was way out. Okay, good. I'm, I'm good. Cause you don't want to change, you don't want to change your swing because the guys, the umpire is calling strikes, you know, foot off the plate. Right. Right. So it's not a good reason to change your approach or. Yeah. You strike out on a ball, foot off the plate. Like it's really not your fault. You don't want to go back and be like, hey, I need to learn how to hit that. Cause if you learn it, you, you can't learn how to hit that and be in the big leagues. If you learn how to hit that, you're not, you're not going to be in the big leagues very long. Unless you're Vlad Guerrero, that's about it. Right, right. And he was more in just balls off the plate off or the plate, above, yeah. above his head. So <laughs> stuff that bounced know. and things like that, yeah, away from or you know well, you know, he handled pretty much anything. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I see it more as like an in and out type thing. I mean, you know if the ball's down, you know if the ball's up. And some of you like maybe look at a ball up and see see what's up. But the video was good for that. And then you're not I would maybe analyze my spin a little bit. But that would be more of like an after the game type thing. Yeah. But to see where where was the pitch in relation to where I thought it was was what I was looking at. Not oh, what was the? I guess I would look at the pitcher or the catcher signs and say what did he call. But I really never can recall looking at his signs and saying, "Hey, let me see what kind of signs you put down." Mm-hmm. But that's where it's going to stem from. So like Jason, like Jason said, it's all about the video. So once the video starts moving in and it got you know more and more, then you're going to get more right. and more involved. Right. So is what did they what do they end up getting rid of now? Is it can you not have any TV in your dugout like for? So what they got rid of? Yeah, you know, what they got rid of was live. It's supposed to be a delay, and yeah, you know, like I said, I would go watch video of my bat, so I don't know. I guess there was live feed and a live, but the live feed was like back behind. So, and, well, you're and not that live to have feed was private feed anymore, right? It's just the televised or whatever the the, the, the camera behind home plate now or behind. Yeah, because that, that's on a delay. I'm guessing it's a shared feed that's on a delay. Yeah, but I don't. But it, maybe it's not because different. Like if you're the home team, you got better video, right? Because you're gonna have more cameras to show to help your guys have more video. Right. So I would bet you're not. It's on a shared feed. I would say it's probably a feed, but uh, during the game, because most of the video is for to watch your swing, to watch you pitch, to watch yeah. you know to watch that. But it, what they had the issue was that they had a live stream going, and that's how they were able to bang the trash can. And then Vance, Vance, you're not going to be happy about this, but I am going to disclose. You know the Astros played the Angels in Mexico last year and I did hear that there was a live feed in both of the locker rooms and some people were like, hey, what, oh, that's weird, it's a live feed and they were they were like, well, yeah, the, they, the Astros guys told us, like, just yeah, make the live feed. Okay. And what do you know? I mean, if you look back at the, look back at those couple games, I mean, it was pretty clear. They, they both had the feed, though. You're right, but but if if one team doesn't know is not using the feed, and they're like, "Wow, it's weird that there's a live feed going on here." <laughs> so, 
here's the here's the uh, other question. So in the in the email, I think in these damning emails that were sent back and forth between the uh, the Astros executives and things like that, I think in one of them there was some reference to um, there was some reference to like, hey, like this is only really working really well against bad teams because they don't seem to care about their signs and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, there's obviously you know, I've talked about this a little bit, but there's definitely validity to to that whole deal. Like, it's not like we're talking about every they had every single pitch in every single game because teams, you know, teams that in important games aren't just going to be, you know, dropping the one sign when they when they have some idea that the Astros are doing something right. Right, right. So once you know that they're maybe doing something, like I said, I'm going back to look at video to see my uh, my at bat, but I am looking at that video from center field. That's where I prefer. That's where I prefer to look at video from. So if I wanted to see what signs they were giving and focus on that, I could have, which is probably not my job. But I know the Astros had a guy. They were like, "Hey, let's. That's just your job. Just track them for all nine guys, not just me looking at mine." Um, and they were tracking signs. So yeah, you're 100 percent right. If a team is changing their signs, plus a lot of, I I bet what you would see, and I. I don't know what came out on this, but I bet you that the Astros did better with nobody on base because they're going to get the signs. Yeah, Springer had all those leadoff homers. What do you expect? Yeah, because that's when guys, that's when teams are not going to be as judicious about changing their signs. With a runner on second, every team has a, has a different set of signs, so then they got to figure them out. So every game where there's a runner on second, I mean, if you really dug into it, and I saw some of the data on yeah. overall, but so, if you looked at every game with a runner on second, I I would probably guarantee that the first inning where there's a runner on second, they were not getting any signs. Because it's just not not very easy to do that. And especially if they're relying on the videotape, because there's multiple people involved. It's not just like a, a guy on second base saying, hey, I know what they're throwing, and let me give you the, let me give you the tip off. So what you're saying is, is that Yuli's grand slam against Kershaw, he didn't have that pitch. Why? Because it was a runner on second. Well, there was bases loaded, yeah, runner on second. But wasn't there? Wasn't it later in the game? It wasn't the first inning. Mm, it was like in the fourth inning, fifth, fifth inning, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of time to have it. But they could have had it and then not had it anymore. I'm and sure what was that Dodgers game are... four of the series? So you're going to tell me the Dodgers just went through this whole thing? knowing that something is going on or thinking that something might be going on and they don't change their signs ever. Like I'm they sure just, they change their signs, but the more like that, they just, they, just got them, to, they just got them that fast. The Astros have a guy dedicated to spreadsheeting the signs. I mean, how many different sign sequences do you have? You, you, the sign sequences you have are, you know, Hey, first sign, probably not second sign, third sign, you pick a number, right? Or you have outs first, plus, yeah, outs plus one. You have outs plus one. So that means if there's no outs, it's the first sign. If there's one out, it's the second sign. Two outs, it's the third sign. Or you follow a number and you give all these numbers, you're following the two. When you, you put down the two, then you put down the next sign. That's the, that's the sign. And you could switch around the numbers. But really, so, if it's game four, how many, how many different sets of signs you're going to have? Because you got to understand, pitchers are not they're geniuses, Chris. They're the, not the sharpest tools in the shed. So <laughs> they go, they go in there and they go, and, and this is probably not Kershaw. Kershaw is 
Um, Kershaw's pretty smart, so it's like he's probably not saying, hey, only give me the first sign. But pitchers, do, you can't change it so much where every time the pitcher comes in, every inning, the pitcher's so worried about, oh my gosh, what sign are they throwing? I don't even know the signs. Yeah, and he's so, but So maybe every time Kershaw comes in, it's outs plus one. I don't know. You know, and every right. time someone else is pitching, every time Rich Hill's pitching, it's the third sign. There's different pitchers are going to have what they want to do, and some guys are going to come in and be like, "Hey, I don't need, I don't know all the stuff you're doing. I'm just trying to come in." And Pedro Baez is trying to take a minute to throw a fastball, so just put down the one. <laughs> He's got two pitches though, so it it takes some time. And back in my day, when I used to pitch, it was uh, the first sign was location, the second sign was the pitch, and so you had your yeah. quadrants for the you know very first, so you knew where you were throwing it, and then second pitch was your pitch. Or the second sign was your pitch. And so, like, for us, like, I remember in, in high school, we stole so many signs just from watching relay signs and all that kind of stuff and then trying to pick up stuff on the bases. But I feel like that's old-school baseball. It's not modern-day technology and, and kind of doing that. Like, yeah, you could peek from first base and see a number, but how often is the first base runner really calling out signs? Never. You know, uh, on second base, you could put an arm down or two arms down or do something, but somebody's getting drilled at the professional level just because that's one of those unwritten rules. Uh, and there's not too many signs that are being relayed from the dugout to the catcher. Catchers call most of the games. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know it's an interesting thing, but technology definitely changed it, made it a lot easier to pick up signs and a lot e- easier to relay signs. And if they're wearing buzzers, you never know. Well, realistically, I prefer to get the sign from second base. Right from the probably from the pitcher more so than the catcher. Not looking at what the number is putting down, but just some pitchers will give give it away from if it's from families or just from the pitcher in general. Like what's he doing? But that's completely obviously above board. Um, but pitchers and, at the professional level don't tip pitches, or if they do, they get <laughs> fixed real quick. Like you got enough eyeballs uh, on. That I think thought. enough I, you I do, but I think they I, it's it that's really hard not to tip pitches sometimes. All right, so we've we've talked about a lot of things, wandered through this, you know, ba- upcoming baseball season that's coming up. Um, let's wrap it up with some predictions. Let's say, what do we think? I mean, obviously the odds are in favor of the season starting, um, and I think we all are pretty much. I mean, if you're not, let me know. We're pretty much in agreement that the season will start. Um, but what do we think about the season coming to a close? And then, you know, what do you? What are you looking at for that, you know, dark horse, dark horse team, if you've thought about it at all? No, not everybody jump in at once. <laughs> Jason, go for it. Uh, uh, I do think that the season will start uh, as planned. Will they go 60 games? I'm kind of on the fence on that one right now. Uh I think, you know, it's for the July weekend here. Let's see uh, how crazy people get. And, and, you know, the first batch of test results came back today, and I think there's 1.2% positive tests across the major leagues, and there's still a few teams that still need to report. Um, but, you know, I, I think they'll start. It'll just be it'll be interesting to see how they travel and all that kind of stuff. And, and I know they're playing only teams in their division and on their, you know, the same kind of geographic region so i don't know if travel will really impact them too much but um yeah i think they start i'm not sure if they finish um 
and you know, I, I think for for a dark horse team, you're going to look for a, a young team that comes out of the gate hot and, and it comes out of the gate hot and just never cools down or or they cool down late and you know another team can't can't get caught up and I, I think like a good example of that was the uh, we were talking earlier about the Padres right Padres are a young team that can get hot they could run away with that West if the Dodgers struggle at all um, they're in for you know a, a real issue and and you know same could probably go for the White Sox White Sox have a real good chance of taking that uh, AL Central. Just the youth and the talent that they have, I think, gives them a real opportunity to at least make it to the next level. Can they beat you know the top guns? I don't know, but it's, it's worth a shot. Get them in the playoffs and see what happens. Yeah. So one of the teams you mentioned is the team that I was going to say I, is the so, Padres. So who's got like some home improvements going on over there? <laughs> who's vacuuming? <What's> oh, <laughs> apologies. My wife is vacuuming. I didn't realize that was is that catching up? Was yeah. Big time. <laughs> oh, bummer. Hold on. <laughs> you need like some noise canceling shit in your. Uh, I told you I or I'm ordering one. <laughs> you, you're like in a, a block room. Get no, like a rug or. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> trying to play WoW. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm trying to film a podcast. Help me. She said she's working hard and trying to keep the house in line. Dude, she's like nine months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> nine and a half months pregnant, you know, just back to me. I don't know what she's doing. God, she's, n- she's nesting. She's nesting. Okay. <laughs> All right, we can cut that. Uh, no, that's okay. That'll be the blooper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like one of Jason's picks, the Padres specifically and i also agree that younger teams i think have a better chance because multiple reasons one i think older teams are gonna have more guys that potentially opt out or take breaks with families pretty serious thing but other guys are just gonna say i'm not not too concerned about it i think the phillies are interesting and i mean they have a lot of good players but just teams that Younger teams that could get hot, maybe the Blue Jays. Those are three picks, and I'm not doing too much research on who's who, but those would be my. I know the the Padres are kind of moving up in terms of gift talent for guys, and they could be a surprise in it, especially in a short time against the Dodgers, who are obviously the favorite. But the Dodgers could lose a few games in a row, and all of a sudden you got the pressure on you. The Dodgers have more pressure than anybody else, right? Yeah. Dodgers so, the Yankees. Yeah. So I agree with, again, like I'm going to, I guess we're not going to disagree on any of this, but I do think there's going to be a full season. I think they'll make it through. Um, but the team that I think is uh, is super interesting and is the uh, Cincinnati Reds. I think that's the team that's going to, because I think they're just in the right right division. I think they're, they're going to take a step forward. And I, th- I do like their, you know, I like adding Moose. I like adding uh, Galvis, and I think that if those guys in the outfield like can stay healthy, and and Joey Votto can, you know, <laughs> that's the one guy. If he returns to form, I think with you know Trevor Bauer and that group, they can, you know, I know we talked about him already, but him and Louis Castillo, and they can they can throw it a little bit too. They signed my boy Wade Miley, stud. So <laughs> keep it together. And they do. I will say they do have some of the drive line baseball guys. 
find them. So maybe they're pitching staff will all of a sudden just jump up. We'll cover that another time. Isn't that yeah, the, is that the that right now. Lincecum thing? Yeah, Bauer. I guess Bauer would be uh, maybe one of the poster childs, but then Lincecum maybe is before that. But they, yeah, I guess the, the short answer is they're a facility based out of Washington, Washington originally yeah. that is built on increasing your velocity and your spin rate is kind of what they're doing, but it is there is some data behind it. It's pretty well done, and the, I think I believe the main guy it has been like contracted by the Reds. So I, there, a lot of baseball teams have hired off a bunch of their guys, and they're really taking you know gaining traction within the community or the, the pro community. So there is some there is a lot to it. I mean, they're they're a quality organization. I would say that has done good things, but they're very. They're on the fringes of the strength and velocity oriented games. And they're all about like the, the metrics of for pitching would be exit velocity and spin rate. For hitting, it would be your hitting exit velocity and your launch angle, let's say. Yeah, that can be a separate podcast launch angle and spin rate. And yeah, that's not for, not for now, but that's the short answer. <laughs> Just want to get deep into. Hitting philosophy, I think that's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, people I, think? I do want. I do want to get into hitting philosophy, but that's only for people who want to get into hitting philosophy. So they don't want to listen to that one; they can skip it. <laughs> Is there going to be disagreement between my hitting philosophy and yours? I don't know. Well, maybe tune in. To, tune in to find out. <laughs> Catch us next time on Unrecruited.